Rodeo Rock Radio. We're back from the T2 Ranch Studios. We got at least an hour of copyright-free music from Breaking 8. That's my band, Breaking 8. We got a new album coming out very quick. And this segment is going to feature a lot of that new music. And uh, it's also going to feature yours truly, Benny Paulson, saddled up, ready to ride with you. We got Justin Ward here. And Gus Kronberg. Three amigos. We're the three best friends that anyone could ever have. After this week of ranching, man, it's been it's been bonding like crazy. Really brought us together. Seriously, I'm getting tired of sleeping in the same tent. <laughs> what? You guys are sleeping in a tent? I'm missing out on the tent. We're ranching, what, Benny. What, what were you doing? I'm really ranching. I uh, I got I got a like a big camper. Hey, myself. we're day thugging, all right? <laughs> hey, I gotta lie. Trying to shout a camper. Trying really to keep do. the expenses down. What do we got today here? Let's. Uh, so we're going to get to the Western Edge Rodeo Report, of course. We got a big T2 Ranch update. The top eight list. What's the top eight list going to be? It's going to be the top eight farrier tips for my clients. And, for uh, anyone's clients. Anyone's clients, but preferably mine. I'm scared about that. I don't know what's going to happen on this one, so it's, it's going to be interesting. For those of you that don't know, Justin Ward is a professional farrier, and uh, if you don't know what a farrier is, maybe you should explain that real quick. So I give pedicures to horses, basically trim their nails, and if they need a shoe, which horseshoes are actually a thing, they actually go on the bottom of horses' feet, and uh, yeah, so I do that for a living. It's pretty important stuff. On top of that, these guys are both professional bullfighters. Um, Justin has Crazy X custom leather. Makes leather leather work, um, tooling, all kinds of cool stuff. Great yes, products sir. there. Check that out. Mr. Kronberg over there is uh, part of Hooked Up Enterprises. He's a videographer. We got lots of video action going on. We're getting footage every day for every between day. T2 Ranch Life um, Facebook page. Yeah, check it out. T2 Ranch Life on Facebook, Instagram, um, and YouTube. And then Hooked Up, um, check that out. We... Uh, we haven't had a lot of great content to post. There hasn't been no rodeos going on, so uh, it's been kind of slow. Um, but uh, here with the rodeo report coming up, um, things are looking good. Things things are looking bright. Fortunately, there's a lot going on the ranch. So if you want to know, uh, you know, number one, as we're getting into into the show, you could go to your phone right now, check out check out T2 Ranch Life on Facebook, so you can kind of know. Follow us, follow us a little bit. We're going to talk a lot about. Um, things that you can see on there we got some videos of uh pulling calves life and death on the ranch Very. um some cool stuff and you know get to know get to know these guys if you're wondering if uh if they're cool or not they're not cool these guys so but go and check it out so you know so you know who you're listening to we're we're a fun bunch we, we mean well a fun bunch we, get, we have a good time and we get we get things done it's fun let's uh let's get right into the western edge rodeo report Got some, finally got some exciting things going on. Tell us about it. Well, before we get into the good news, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the bad news first. Uh, get it out of the way. The world-famous Calgary Stampede has been canceled. They put the kibosh on it. You can thank yours truly, COVID-19. You're, uh, you're kind of messing up the universe this year. Badly. Um, Dickinson, North Dakota, Pro Rodeo just canceled SE. That's one of our local... Local rodeos, sad. Yeah, it is. It's a huge, huge bummer. Cheyenne Frontier Days is hanging in there. They're yeah. planning on yeah, planning on doing the deal. Tough. They, uh, uh, I just seen something on the Cowboy Channel last night or the other night. They're talking about their history. Very interesting history. Yeah. So we're 
really hoping that Frontier Days can keep going. Benny, have you ever been through like the museum there? I have not. I went to school oh. there for two years. I went to college. It is phenomenal. It yeah. is the coolest museum ever. Really? Oh, yeah. There's cowboy art. Um, obviously, the history of Lane Frost and like the history of Cheyenne Frontier Days there. It's the coolest thing. There's so much history there, yeah. too. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things I regret. I rode bulls for 15 years, and I went everywhere from northern Canada to Brazil and all over the United States. I traveled the world, and... One of my only regrets is I didn't stop and look at museums. Yeah. You know, I'd maybe go golfing sometimes, but all I cared about was getting to the rodeo and riding bulls. And getting I was to, so yeah. almost ignorant and just, I didn't even care about nothing. And I, I drove by some of the coolest things in the world and didn't For even care because sure. I just wanted to get to the rodeo. Yeah, get and to the next one. I, didn't, I wish I'd have stopped at the yeah. Frontier Days Museum. Yeah. So, it is cool. you young guys out there doing it, make sure you stop and smell the roses too because you're doing something and you For guys sure. too. You're living a life that only most people dream about. Really, but see, that's the nice thing about being a bullfighter. You go to these places. You're stuck there for the weekend. You're always, you're not always traveling. You know, you have that one or two days to kind of go see everything. Yeah. I remember checking out the Sydney, Iowa uh, Rodeo Museum. Really small, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah, well, it's sure. good that you do that because someday you'll, someday it'll be good memories. And uh, all, all you other rodeo cowboys and everybody, just make sure to appreciate the life you get to live. You guys too. Warriors. <laughs> All right, um, what else we got on the rodeo report? Moving in. So the PRCA come out with some great, great news um, with a, a program, and actually George Taylor just put this out here uh, on the 28th. So it is brand new information. Um, they come out with Kick Open the Shoots program, um, and basically it is a financial jump starter for any like rodeo committee that's on the fence about having it just because the financial backing isn't there right now. Um, basically, they're going to they're gonna give them the help that they need just so they don't cancel their show. Um, because I think, like, as the summer goes on, it's not necessarily going to be a COVID worry. It's going to be a financial worry. You know, sponsors have pulled out. No one's working. Money's tight, and uh, the PRCA is here to help. So Everybody's trying to put out advertising and paying all the bills. For sure. But it's hard to get the sponsors to commit. You don't even know if you're going to be able to have a rodeo. There's just so much uncertainty. That's a, that's a cool deal because it is hard for a lot yeah. of committees. It's hard it's like, enough. It's basically like a rider relief fund for mm-hmm. the rodeo itself. Yep. That's cool. Very cool. So, right on. Uh, so props to the PRCA for doing that. That is That's huge. So at this point, what's your guys' next rodeo that hasn't canceled that you get that you're going to work? It's still the Newtown Pro Rodeo, like the second or third week of June. Yeah, wow. I, I lost another one here two days ago, one for, for Nate Morrison and, and Clan. Hmm. So, big bummer. Hopefully, yeah, in June, they're dropping like flies in June. Yeah. But uh, moving on here, uh, the PBR had their bull riding, the Las Vegas Invitational right there in Guthrie at the Lazy E. Oh, yeah, masks uh, and all. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, probably the longest break in PBR history. They went 41 days without an event. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were the they were one of the last events mm-hmm. to televise. Their last event 41 days ago yep. was to an empty, yep. the uh, empty stage building yep. put in on Atlanta, TV. right? Yep, uh, yeah, yeah. Georgia. Yeah. And this one, from what I could tell, I haven't got to watch it all yet, but it looked like a Great event. Yeah, yeah, good event. I mean, still no no fans and stuff, but, I mean, at least they're out doing it. TV. Yeah. Every done. every single person in the building had a mask on. Oh, yeah. Even the bullfighters. Yeah. yeah. The so, entire rodeo. I, can, I can't imagine how much that would not be fun to do. 
Yeah. They got but, her done, though. They had to take big precautions, and Sean Gleason, sure. the CEO, he was out there himself sanitizing yeah. things. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they had to jump through a lot of hoops just to get the okay from yeah. the CDC and everything. And, and they did it. And hats off to the PBR for making it happen yeah. and making it safe. And Definitely. Doing and, a great job. You know, I touched on it last week, and, and we all kind of did. Uh, you know, through this break, the guys have been in the gym. They've been in the practice pen. They've been getting better, and they've been getting good. Fabiano, 37 years old, went 3-4-3 three, three, yeah. and won the whole thing. Fabiano Vejeda from Brazil. Yes, sir. Brazil. Um, barely lift his arms above his <laughs> head yeah. because his shoulders are yeah. oh, worse than Justin Ward's. Yeah. Even. Hey. <laughs> Stuck it on three yeah. ranked dudes. But we're going to, I think I'm excited to see the comeback rodeo because the competition is going to be worth watching. It, it's going to be good. The guys are going to be fired up. And, and, and another thing, the shutdown, it's not just the rodeo cowboys. There's a lot of people, especially the PBR. There's just a lot of employees, but the stock contractors, you yeah. know, they got, that's their plan. They work all year long. They got a lot of money invested in them bulls. And if they're not, if there's not events, they're they're losing money. Yeah. Uh, you know the venues, all the Vendors. contractor labor and all the vendors for oh, yeah. the events. It's a huge thing, and yeah. the PBR has has uh, got it done faster than they they probably could have if they weren't really pushing the envelope. Pushing. Yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. What else? Anything else for the rodeo stuff? That's kind of that's about it this week. There's it's still pretty minuscule as far as news goes, but. It seems like uh, as the weeks progress, the news seems to be getting better and better. So Yeah, we're uh, going to have events. PBR is going to have events every yep, week now. Yep, PBR. Yep, so. so we will get more reports, and uh, that's going to be good. All right, well, uh, getting into the next segment, here's a song from Breaking 8 that you're going to hear on some of Gus's videos. Uh, we're working on music videos for that on the upcoming album, Double Down. Here's Wild Rides.
Wild rides, and it has been a wild ride on the T2 this week, and we will get to that coming up in a little bit in the T2 Ranch update. And also coming up pretty quick, we're our featured artist of the week, Mr. Carson Hauser. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Carson Hauser. I tell you, it's been a long week, guys. Don't laugh at me. It has been. You guys can laugh at me for a lot of stuff. <laughs> and this is one of them. And they do. <laughs> Trust me. We do. We do. Carson Hauser is going to be on. He is a cowboy poet. He's a bull rider. He's a good kid, a good dude, and a good friend. We're going to catch up with him in a little bit. But right now, I cannot wait any longer. we got to get the top eight. I'm a little scared, a little excited. So uh, the, the breaking uh, eight top eight. Breaking eight Break, top yeah, eight. Yeah, breaking eight top good eight. Catch, so. man, good catch. I am Justin Ward, and I'm a professional farrier by trade. You know, went to school for it and all, and now I travel all over the state of North Dakota and a little bit of South Dakota, um, giving pedicures to horses. And super, so, super manly. He's all super manly. <laughs> and uh, some of the things, you know, you run into some things that just grind your gears a little bit. And so we're going to get into that right now with the number one. We're going to do it nicely, though, right? We're not yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not picking out. on anybody <laughs> okay, in, individually. I mean, and it, it happens. Just like, a quick disclaimer. If, if, if Justin Ward is your farrier, we're definitely not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> so just don't be butthurt about it. Because there's something about it. Uh, you know, when I'm when some, when you're when you're trimming my horses, or well, not anymore, but the first time, you just can't help but not tell every little detail about that horse yeah. because this horse is my best friend in the world. Oh yeah, and well, I want you babies. to know yeah. everything about this horse because uh, I'm proud of yeah. This horse. Like I ro- I rode him one time six months ago. He's probably a little <laughs> sore in the hind end. So hey. just be gentle. Right, right. Or in your case, you're uh, your donkey. <laughs> hey, Juan. I love Juan, Juan Jose. <laughs> He is part of the family. He is, has Michelle. He is more of a pet than Pearl, your yeah, dog. I don't know. Pearl's pretty, pretty six sport. pounds of cuteness. Special. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. <laughs> but uh, I, I can see where you're coming from when you got to hear it every day from five different people oh, a day. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. Let's get into it. What is the number one? So the absolute number one farrier tip that I have to give is have your horses caught. For sure. Pretty simple. Pretty simple, you know. I, I I try my best to let everybody know well ahead, like at least an hour ahead of time of when I'm going to be there. It's kind of hard because you know some horses don't stand very good and some fight a little more than others. So I mean, I try to be mindful of you know those you know setbacks and stuff. But yeah, I give people enough heads up, and sometimes I'll get to their place and they're just rolling out of their house and oh hey, I'm like. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Where are the horses? They're, oh, they're in the pasture. Like you got nothing better to do. Exactly. You were just as, as his apprentice, quote unquote, apprentice, um, 
it's I'm, I'm usually a big part of it. So it grinds my gears, too, because then i got to hear him talk about it for the next <laughs> three days. <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I just vent to Gus, and he just got to deal with it. Fair enough. Good thing you got Gus. That's right. Saving lives, saving mental, mental health. All right, what, what's the next one? And so that brings us to the number two. And especially with this COVID stuff going on, not everybody wants to be in contact with me because, you know, I go around from door to door seeing a bunch of different people and stuff like that. So I understand. That's why people don't want to be in contact with you? As a farrier. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, a, as a farrier. Try so, showering more than once a week might help too. So I, I collaborate with some of my clients and, that you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, all oh, my horses are here. So I'll, and they'll just have the halters ready for me and stuff like that. But there are some that you know they'll tell me oh you can you know, catch my horses and do it and i'll just pay in paypal or leave you a check somewhere and their horses are in the back 40 <laughs> i mean it is it'll take me about an hour to catch some of these some of these pasture pets out there and oh yeah so do you tack on extra did you say that um so since the covid thing i i usually don't or recently i don't um before the covid yeah if i know ahead of time that you're not going to be there and i have to catch your horse i do charge a little bit extra just for the time to go out there and Sometimes I have to rope them. Time is money. Exactly. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Making a living. Making, Making a living. living. Not doing it for fun. And so, so Gus got to hear number three firsthand. He wasn't with me, but he got to experience I it got a the phone bit. call. Now we're getting I was the first responder. So being out here in North Dakota, not everybody has the greatest service in the world. And, you know, your GPS kind of fails you a little bit. But just say I have a new client and they'll be like, oh, you know, I live at blah, 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 North 84th Street. And I'll type it into my GPS, and I will come within, not within 20 miles of a cornfield. Mm. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. And, and the worst thing about it is I've had this with three or four different people to where you, you, you'll call them like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. Where, where's your house? Oh, I could have told you the GPS wasn't going to take you here. You, you're not anywhere close to me. Get that Midwestern Apollo. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. sorry about that. I could have told you. Well, I wish you would have. Like two weeks ago, the same thing happened. I ended up over in Golden Valley. I called the lady. I'm like, so do you, you know, where, where are you at? She goes, well, I live about three miles north of Richardson. Oh, wow. I was like, oh. Close. <laughs> not, not close. But no cigar. For, for everyone that's not North Dakota, um, that is a pretty far distance apart. <laughs> it, it, it was like 20, 30 miles yeah. drive in the wrong direction. <laughs> and for that 20 mile drive, uh, Justin was on the phone and he was upset. And I was hearing all about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though Gus wasn't with me, I was still venting to Gus because I knew he'd just take it like a man. Dr. Kronberg, social services director That's and right. f- or, uh, counselor, yeah. mental counselor. health counselor. <laughs> mental think, health counselor. Here's the deal. They call me Clip, and uh, it's because I hold this place together. There it is. So, nice. But I'm humble. <laughs> well, uh, after our tractor ordeal yesterday... Did that? Hey, did that work itself out? By the way, I didn't drive that tractor today. I used the other one because I'm cool. getting ready to hook onto the drill. So I, I, I we'll think find out. We'll that would find be out cool. as time goes on. But uh, yeah, I'm starting to starting to see become my, a fan. See my potential. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I ain't doing it. <laughs> Mechanic and everything. That's awesome. What's the next tip? Where are we at? So number four <laughs> comes cancellations. I have no problem. Things happen in people's lives where you just can't make it work. It it, it happens. I understand. It happens in my life. Sometimes I have to cancel on clients. But I try my best every night to text, you know, the next day's group of clients and kind of when I'm going to be there. And I'll have some of them cancel 20 minutes before I get to their house when I'm, like, 15 miles away. And oof. 
Usually I don't go back if that's the case. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of life organizational skills is all it takes. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit. And like I said, you know, even if you don't, if you might not be around that day, we can always reschedule for a different day, but it's just easier to know well ahead of time. It's just, it really boils down to just being a decent human being and, and having some consideration for other people's times. And if you're a notorious counselor, it's time to rethink just really chaps my khaki <laughs> that'll get you every time <laughs> and sometimes things happen you it know, does you know, for sure. oh, cars yeah. break down whatever yeah. but oh, yeah. yeah for the most part and i've come to you know some some of these I've, i found out the story later that they were just oh you know i just don't want to be there at this time oh wow Ooh. just neglecting life oh, yeah yeah that's just, not cool just poor planning not cool and so number five horses you know they're wild animals well, not necessarily wild animals but they have a mind of their own, and you can't always train them to be the best. Or when they're young, you know, you can only train them so much to stand for so long, and they get a little irritable. Well, I get kicked from time to time. It happens. I, I've come to terms with that. That it's a kind of a dangerous job. But <laughs> I have some clients where they'll see me blatantly get kicked, and nothing. I mean, it just grind, this grinds my gears too. They'll ask me, "Did he get you?" No, <laughs> no, he didn't. He missed. Yes. Yes, he did, and your question only enrages me further. Just, just stand there and have my money ready. Or, or if it bite, I mean, just anything. If it, if it blatantly hit me, and you heard the whack or the bite or the smack or anything like that, just, just leave it be. And you know that, you know that it's a no-brainer because Justin Ward doesn't do anything without hollering loudly. Oh, yeah. I'm dramatic as heck. Super, yeah. super extra dramatic. It's it is. Hilarious. He sells it. He's a, he's a showman. Oh, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be a bullfighter if I wasn't. Right. The neighbors one time called, like, "Is everything okay over there?" I'm like, yeah, no, just really. The, no. <laughs> the cat just bit Justin. I mean, he's fine. He's gonna make it through this. If the cat would have bit me, we would have gone to the ER. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat would have died. Cow cat, but he's handy to have around. He he's a cattle herder. Cow cat helped me get that uh, that cow in yesterday. Yeah. yeah, he's worth his weight in gold. Oh, I love that thing. I don't like most cats, but I'll tolerate that one. Well, there's not a lot of good cats out there. You're definitely allergic oh, to de- cats. Oh, like it like goes back to the, if the cat bit me, we'd be going to the ER. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. For real. That's so. why a cow cat lives in the barn, but that's yeah. where cow cats live, is in the barn. In, in, the, in barn. the barn. That's that's where they, you know, they it's rest. It's their fortress. Yeah. They, it's got a nice group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Where are we at? So this brings us to number six. My price is firm for a reason, because I went to school. I put in a lot of time to do this. If the other guy wants to do it for $20, hire him. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll brag on Justin a little bit. Not too much. I don't want to get, you know, he's got to get through the door later, and he tends to get a big head. But Does not have a confidence issue to begin with. No. No, that's the, not the case. <laughs> you know, and, and horses can tell. They're, they're smart animals. They can tell if you're nervous or kind of scared of them. Or, they can sense yeah. any emotion. Yeah. And Justin walks up to every horse, just like every bull that he fights, with a boatload of confidence. He, he's going to get the job done, whether the horse is going to stand there and behave or whether he's going to have to work with him for 20 extra minutes. Um, he gets the job done every time, and it's, it's incredibly fun to watch him work. Um, he, he's a horseman. He does a great job, and, and the animal's health and well-being is definitely his first priority. So he's a, he's a phenomenal farrier. Yeah, I wouldn't do this if I didn't love it, and I love horses, and I love my job. Since we're bragging on Justin, he doesn't do anything. If he's going to do something, he puts a lot of effort into it, which is why he's a great bullfighter. I wish he could Aww. put earmuffs on or something. <laughs> <laughs> he works hard, and that's why he's good at everything. That's it. I'll, okay, let's except, quit. Except for the drugs. Yeah. 
Well, you have you practiced the drums yet? No, not yeah. yet. If you put it, in, if you really went to work on it, just I'm wait. Sure get it. I'm going to start smashing the cowbell, and we're going to have some jam <laughs> sessions over there at the bunkhouse. Hope so, because I had a fever the other day. <laughs> yeah. That would really fix that. No coronavirus around here. <laughs> Number seven. So we're starting to wrap it up. Number seven. Shoes do fall off. It happens. And I've had, like, I mean, I get it. I guarantee my shoes for a certain amount of time because, you know, obviously if it falls off in this amount of time, it's probably my fault. I'll come back. I'll tag it back on. But I've had some clients call me at, like, 10, 12, 16 weeks and, hey, Justin, my horse threw a shoe. You want to come put it back on? Uh, don't, don't know what you mean all for, and I'm going to charge you for it. <laughs> well, so you, and you guarantee them for a month? Yeah, I, 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 for the most part, I guarantee all my shoes for a month just because I, I feel like if I did a good enough job, it should at least last then. But right. six to eight weeks is the general rule of thumb when you should reset them because especially if you're riding with them hard, it, it jacks on those nails a little bit, yeah. loosens the shoe, and they, they will throw it eventually. Let's talk about mud, mud, mud pens. Ooh, mud cowboys. Honestly, who throws a shoe, though, really? Yeah. <laughs> Here comes a new balance. Watch out. <laughs> had, to get, had to get my movie quote in there. Oh, it's perfect. Got, finally got that in. I've been neglecting my movie quote. But, yeah, I mean, there's certain, especially if you're riding in the mud. Mud has, a, you know, if you've ever tried walking through the mud and keeping your boot, it's not that easy. So it's the same thing happens. I'm going to call out Riley Blankenship right now. He, we love you, Riley. Oh, I love you to death, but. Boy, guy. But, <laughs> but, but, but. Yeah, but, so, yeah, but's living in the woods. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's also the, the show. He's also the reason for number eight. <laughs> so, I mean, Riley does a lot of riding. He's a good horseman and stuff like that. But he he rides in a lot of muddy situations, and he's always calling me to come put shoes back on. I'm like, come on, guy. It's called <laughs> suction. Let's uh, let's call a spade a spade. Riley's a bull rider and Boy. a darn good one at that. Darn good one. But then bull riders are a little slow, you know. What do you do? Got to give them a break. So, we're talking to one. <laughs> <laughs> so Nobody's going to argue that? You say, no, <laughs> man, no, bull riders are cool. Hey, you make bull our living possible. We're not going to cut you. <laughs> but talking about Riley brings us to number eight. No, you can't use my tools to do my job. <laughs> We go up to the Rockin' On Ranch up in Kildare, North Dakota today, and I get a call from Riley, and he's like, yeah, here you come to the house. And I'm like, yeah. And uh, he's like, you got your tools with? I was like, yeah, you need me to trim some horses? He goes, no, no. But can I use your knife, your your stand, and your apron? I'm like, why? He goes, well, I got some horses, you know, that need trimming, but uh, I, I don't want to pay you to do it. <laughs> and Justin, being the stand-up guy that he is, says, well, I guess so. <laughs> But, but that was that, that was, was circumstantial. Was <laughs> yeah. That was that was a giant lie. <laughs> I was not gonna let him use it. <laughs> not happy about it. But he's not the only one. There's a lot of people that you know. Hey, can I use this to do this so so I don't have to pay you? Well, I'm not driving all that way for you to do the job and me not to get any money. Charge interest <laughs> on my tools. Well, there you have it, folks. Eight rules. If you're getting your horses worked on by a farrier, now you know what not to do and what to do. Thank you, Mr. Ward. Yes, sir. Coming up next, we are gonna get. To Mr. Carson, Carson Hauser. Why can't I say Carson Hauser? It's name? a tough word, Benny. He is Benny. one of your bull riding students. You've known him for Literally, years. Literally. One of my favorite bull riding Since students. Since he was he's getting on steers. one of my favorite bull riders. I, I'm friends with his dad. I mean, he's just a great kid. It's, figure it out. Uh, that's what I said. Let's just <laughs> figure, figure it out. Let's get it figured out. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. I was trying to get this next song loaded up. That was written by another great friend of ours, Mr. Cody Kerr going to be on the Breaking 8 upcoming album. Still around. Here it is. Carson Hauser coming up next.
Still around. Okay, wow. We're back. Rodeo Rock Radio. We got Carson Hauser on the line. Carson, are you with us, buddy? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Benny. There you are. We got a little bit of we got a little bit of echo and feedback, and that's gonna happen because we gotta have everybody hear what's going on. Little uh, little background on my buddy Mr. Hauser, the bow rider. Been to been to my bow riding school, one of my finest and most proud students and uh, I just found out recently I was a little bit almost a little bit mad because I didn't know you had this skill as being a cowboy poet and I'm amazingly uh, happy and excited about it 
I think I think one of one of these guys showed showed it to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Gus. And he he come out. I I had this idea of uh, thinking about some content for the ranch one day, and I said I thought it would be really cool to do a voiceover, just a cowboy poem. And, um, I saw Carson's page, and I was like, let's let's get Carson. And I think within the hour, I reached out to him. He whipped out the ballad of the T2 Ranch, and it's the coolest thing since sliced bread. He's Carson, are you going to read us the ballad of the T2 later on? I sure can if you want me to. Uh, I think we might have oh, yeah, to. You're going to have to. It has to be a thing. That would be fitting. You're going to have to do that, too. So we're going we're gonna to hear a couple, two, maybe even three poems by Mr. Hauser later on. So uh, let's tell us a little bit how you got into this cowboy poetry. How did, how did it conspire? How did it develop? You know, it's kind of a funny story. There's really no big one moment of inspiration. I was getting ready for, you know, one class uh, one day last fall, and I had some lines rattling around my head. Didn't really do nothing with it. Went on throughout the day. And uh, I was sitting in my animal science class, and I opened up my notebook and just started writing. And by the end of the day, I had my first poem and didn't really think I'd go on with it from there. And slowly, you know, I turned out a couple of poems throughout the month, and now I'm writing, you know, try to write a couple times a week. No kidding. So did yep. you have any, uh, did you take classes in high school or any formal training, or is it just a natural skill? Just a natural thing. You know, in, in high school, if I had to write a poem, I couldn't. Really? Couldn't force it out of me, but now I love it. That's awesome. And you know the best part about it, well, maybe the third best thing, is, you know, sometimes us bull riders get a, a bad rap for being dumb. And I, I'm just so excited that you're proving everybody wrong. <laughs> One of the smart All the haters out there. Carson's a smart guy. Good. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, let's, let's have a poem right now, and we'll chat some more. You got one ready for us? You bet. Well, let's kick it off with the ballad of the T2 Ranch. Let's do it. Here we go. This one here is the ballad of the T2 Ranch. Saddling up a sorrel with stiff fingers at the break of day. It's hard not to think about the sacrifices when you choose to live this way. Nobody said it would be easy. They actually told me it was going to be rough. Trying to be a true rodeo cowboy, there aren't many men that tough. Spending your winters feeding twice a day and rolling out straw. About all there is to look forward to is summer rodeos and the spring thaw. Checking cows around the clock, being handy if your horse throws a shoe. It's a hard life running cattle for the boys at the T2. Dang. Dang. Working from horseback all day and a ranch hand's wages might not pay the bills, but something about being fourth generation on this place just gives me chills. Well, I learned it all from my dad. His dad taught him too. Thinking about the men that built me, taught me to rope and ride and chew. There's nothing quite like sm the smell of the sagebrush after driving spring rain, though I'd rather be out chasing white lines and living life in the fast lane. Sweating, digging post holes, stretching old barbed wire, Let's my mind drift off to riding bulls and feeding that internal fire. They said my old man was deadly. Away from his hand, he could really spur him down. And he'd sure enough win all the money whenever he rolled on into town. I've been told that I ride just like him. From the way I set my feet to how I nod my head. How I can make the rake ones look easy, relaxed like I was lying home in bed. The rodeo life's been good to me. Won a few buckles and made the finals a couple years. But my life now is back at the ranch, doctoring cows and cutting bulls into steers. Wish I could be back out there, getting on rank bulls and making 90-point rides. But I'll stay right here punching cows till this workload subsides. That's so good. It's so good. Slow clap. Yeah. Slow clap. For real. That's Carson, awesome, Carson. that's awesome, dude. 
You bet. I don't need. That was I'm, a fun one to write. <laughs> yeah. What's that? That was a fun one to write. Oh, it's a fun one to listen in to. In like an hour. Yeah, it, <laughs> it did it so quick and it's so fluent and smooth and it's true. Like, I mean, it's literally life of like that we all live. Yeah, I'm speechless. It's so good. And you guys know Carson's dad? I don't. I, know Carson's I met him dad, a couple. I mean, I, I know him from the rodeos, but I don't know him personally. Yeah, well, you, I'm sure you can guess what kind of guy he is. Oh, you know Carson sure. good enough. He's yeah. obviously a great guy. Road Bull's really good. I've seen him ride bulls back in the day. Oh, man, Carson, that's awesome. That is so awesome. I don't even know. Carson, is, so i got to ask, is there, like, and I know musicians are, you know, they, they maybe find a space to, to clear their head and, and start writing. Do you do you have, like, a zone that you got to get into to, to start coming, like, to, you know, just scribbling down lines and coming up with this stuff, or is it just can you kind of do it anywhere, anytime? You know, it's kind of anywhere, anytime. A lot of times, you know, I'm out feeding cows or fixing fence or working on homework. <laughs> you know, just gives me something else to do. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's so cool. So uh, tell us, so you're going to college. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little bit disappointed, <laughs> but disappointed about that because I tried to get him to come to Dickinson State University. I recruited Carson hard. Well, alma mater. Funny alma story. Alma mater. Uh, old partner in crime, Brent Troff there. He got him the, he, he got him in the door with, with Miles City. So he did. Brent's the traitor in this situation. Ooh, he is. <laughs> so Brent Schaff, good friend of mine, made my promo video for former coach Wally Badgett at Miles Community College. Okay. And it was a great video, you know, me covering some bulls for once. I saw it. Whoa. And uh, come again. I'd make you do push-ups for that statement if we were, if I was That's with you That's right true. Now. I should, oh, you I should do a couple right now. No, just wait until after your next poem. As soon as... <laughs> As soon as you hang up the phone, you give me 20 push-ups. <laughs> Will do. You know. But anyway, so I went out and met with Wally Badgett, and he said that he'd love to have me right away. And from there, I was done looking at colleges. You know, I was pretty set on going to Miles Community College. And um, here I am studying egg and natural resources. This spring, I got my certificate in artificial insemination, and uh, it's been pretty great. Fantastic, fantastic, and that's why that's why I couldn't force him to come to Dickinson because when I started pressuring him, he's like he had a very clear, very clear academic plan. Everything was very clear and driven, and there's no arguing with that. If he just said, "Oh, I just wanna, I just wanna go there," but yeah. no, Carson had a very, very specific. I thought you were talking about the incentivization part, and I'm like, I'm AI certified. And I went to Dickinson State. <laughs> yeah, you're talking, and you're still paying for it. That's well, pretty cool. So the so this year is pretty much sucked. Tell us a little bit about the college rodeo and no finals. And you you got the fall semester. How did things go for you in the fall? Yeah, you know it's been kind of a crazy year as far as college rodeo goes. So Labor Day weekend, um, I moved in Thursday. Friday I came home and rode at Wayne Dyke Cross Bull Ride in Brush Lake. Then went back out there the next day um, for orientation. And the next weekend after that, we were supposed to go to Cody, Wyoming for the first college rodeo of the year. And they had a bad case of strangles breakout, and they canceled that one. So first rodeo was Glendive, Montana, Dawson Community College around the 10th, 11th of September. And all ball, I just struggled. You know, I've had a lot of pressure on myself that I put on myself, you know, to ride good and to impress these guys. And I just got into my own head and didn't ride real well. Mm-hmm. But um, going into the winter, actually there at Mile City, we put on an open rodeo series over the winter and got pretty lucky, you know, strung some rides together and built some consistency, ended up winning the series, 
feeling good going into the spring and then COVID-19 breakout and they canceled the spring um, season, no CNFR. So it's been kind of a bummer, you know, not having rodeos or anything like that, but for sure, for feeling sure. good for the fall. Well, you got that year under you and now you can look forward to well, potentially four more years when you yeah. come to DSU yeah. and rodeo for us at Dickinson yeah. then after you graduate from Mount <laughs> City. So. For sure. Well, you never know, Benny. Stranger things have happened. Dang right. We'll be working on you. We'll be working on you. So let's uh, tell us what you're doing in the downtime. What's your training regimen? What do you got going on? How are you How are you bettering yourself? You know, just a lot of body weight exercises, sit-ups, pull-ups, push-ups, you know, riding the air bull. Nice. <laughs> Go Stuff 90, I assume. Benny. Better spur that air bull for 90. Hey, that's not that's no joke. We work on the air bull. I mean, Carson, we, we worked on the technique of the air bull. It's important. I, I've seen yes, your sir. school. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So you got to come see us. We're in the we're in the process of building the rodeo arena here, and uh, these guys were always training. You have to take a trip out here one of these days and train with us a little bit. It'll be fun. Come come out we'll to the old T too. You bet. I'd love to. Right on, man. Well, let's uh, let's get another poem before we let you go. All right. Well, I'll I'll read off this one here. Actually, I wrote it after uh, listening to last week's show. Sent it to Gus, and he really liked it. It's called Philosophy of a Modern Day Cowpuncher. Right on. Well, I've never much cared for the city's bright lights. The open range more so puts me at ease. I'm most comfortable with my feet in the stirrups and a good horse between my knees. When I look up, it's not the street lights and sky-high office buildings that obstruct my view. It's just miles of sagebrush and longhorn cattle I've grown accustomed to. My taxi is a tall, dappled gray gelding. My job is jingling horses at the break of day. Without a college degree, they told me, I'd never be working for a whole lot of pay. But cowboy and raising cattle don't take no four years of training. I live my life like an old buckaroo in a modern-day Charlie Russell painting. Black coffee and biscuits for breakfast with beefsteak and potatoes at noon. Then back to work sorting pears while humming an old Marty, Marty Robbins tune. Sure, the work can be hot and dusty, cold in the winter. April might bring a soaking rain. But getting to ride colts and doctor cows all day, I can't find a reason to complain. They say we're all dried out. Cowboy is dead and alive no more. But the way I see it, the world needs us now worse than ever before. Carson Hauser, everybody. Cowboy poet, bull rider extraordinaire, wonderful human being. Carson, I think uh, I think we're going to have to make this maybe a, maybe a weekly thing. A weekly thing. Yeah. I mean, the good cowboy poetry goes a long way. I am so impressed. It is awesome. I got yeah, we can definitely it do it. I got, I got a pile of poems for you guys, so okay. I'll be ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, uh, we'll let you back to it. You come visit us one of these days, Carson, and thanks for joining us right now on the program, and we will have you back soon. For sure. Thanks for having me, Benny. I appreciate it. I've been a cowboy most of my life. I punched a lot of cattle. Got in a few. I've been around a time or two. I made a little money. I spent a little too. I've been a cowboy. Got a lot of good friends. Rang 
Rodeo Rock Radio, we're back to T2 Studios. Benny Paulson here to finish out the program. Who else is here? Oh, we got Justin Ward in the house. And Still here. And the one and only Gus Cronberg. Still around. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is it's been a good episode. It's been a fun ride, guys. You getting getting pretty good at this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, radio is hard to get used to because there's no camera to follow. Mm-hmm. But when you have, have like when you got a face as good as mine, it makes it easy. I put on cologne. And See, and I thought there was a different vibe coming off you. Yeah. I haven't showered for a while, and, <laughs> I mean, but I did shave just so I look good. Is that a angry. thing on the T2? We just don't shower anymore. You and Justin have the hey, foulest odors. I, have, I showered every day for the last week. It's an accomplishment. Proud of you. <laughs> the things, the, the cow parts and stuff I've had on me most almost every day for the last yeah. week. I've showered almost every day as well. But showering's really bad for you. It is. You know, it takes away all them essential oils. It, Dawn dish soap oh, up to the elbows is a cowboy <laughs> bath, I think. I think that's in the rule book. What more do you need? Yeah. Now, any anybody listening, don't take that as gospel because showering isn't necessarily always bad for COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wash your hands. <laughs> Hygiene is important most of the time. All right, we got one more thing to do, and that's the T two Ranch update. Cha ching, cha ching. Got a lot to talk about here. A ton to talk where, about. Where are we starting? Uh, calving season. We're uh, we're looking to be on the home stretch here before too long. It's been, uh, this was, the last week has been the busiest. Yeah, for you know, sure. That's for sure. Hit the, hit the midway pretty much, and then now we're on the downslope, but, and that's when things start happening. It's when things start getting hairy. We pulled 
probably one of, and I've calved cows for four years now in a row. Uh, we had one of the hardest pulls I've seen so far in my young career. Definitely took two of us. Yeah. And definitely. if you haven't, if you don't know Gus, and if you haven't checked out the T2 Ranch Life page yet, Gus is six foot eight. <laughs> they call me Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Clip. Get get your story straight. Got a yeah, lot of names. It? Clip, Tiny, Gus, Handsome, whatever. <laughs> oh, self-proclaimed. <laughs> He's a big dude. And we pulled this calf last night. And wow, it was big. I didn't know the cow couldn't get up. No. It was a bad deal. She was down. She she couldn't get up yeah, till what? Just after nine this morning. Yeah, it was she over was over fourteen, no. fifteen hours. She, she was a hurting up. unit. I was out at seven, and she was down, but it moved. Mm-hmm. And I went to pick the calf up because I didn't know if he'd be able to walk either because yeah. we pulled on him so hard. He was yeah. so big. His legs are swelled. His legs have swelled. Normally he wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah. So the calf looks like Gus. Yeah, kind big, of a tall and big handsome. ogre looking. <laughs> oh, come on, stretched out, swollen. Come on, we need Swole. to get a, we need to get a picture of this. We need to get a picture of this calf and cow yeah. on the Facebook page. On my Snapchat, I did a "Who's your daddy?" because we don't know the calf is a pretty good looking little rascal. Well, and we have that to talk about too. Who and as the social services director, I'm I've had paperwork shoved at me all day. I'm trying to figure out who fathered this child. And there's nothing more stressful than not being able to tell because, you know, having to do book work on these rodeo cows, that's not, you know, that's tall order. Um, so much paperwork. But, and seriously, so what do we got? Who are the dads? We're talking about Beer Belly, right? Yeah, who's a Sim Angus and Bull. Coolio, who's got clown stabbers on him. The length of a football field. Yeah, Big old base, horns. Baseball bats for horns, mm-hmm. fellers. And he's painted up. The calf is painted up, looks just like Coolio, but got no horns. Yeah. Right. The and cow is black, white-faced cow. And, and the Angus. rules of genetics, no horns means pulled bull. We'll right. get a picture up of him on the Facebook, right. on the Facebook page and so, we'll see. I'm but then do you, got, you got to look at it, too, though. Barbara, her calf was huge, too, but she had it naturally, thank God. She's she's red and white. The yes, calf yeah. is black and white. Yeah, right. Painted up. Had a whole the big calf part. Had a whole steam calf. Oh, one bull sired both of these calves, and it's they're Most likely big. They are big, and Coolio shouldn't be throwing big calves. We'll no. get to the bottom of it. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. We got one of the best social service directors in the world on this ranch, I Dr. Kronberg. So. I would say so. He'll get her figured out. I got faith. <laughs> is it is it okay to register a Sam Angus in the ABBI? <laughs> Sure is. I think so. I mean, whatever goes, man. I registered the Daryls. <laughs> Daryl and Daryl. Daryl and Daryl. Daryl and Daryl. Two black, two black bucking bulls that I can't tell them apart, so we both named them both Daryl. Justin changed it to Daryl. Daryl with three R's. <laughs> Spelled like Daryl, pronounced Daryl. Well, that's a happy one. We had a rough one, too. I don't want to get too much detail about it, no. but it was a, I learned a new term, uh, What's what's the term torsion? Tor- yeah, uterine torsion. Uterine yeah. torsion. Yeah, that upside was a tough down day. calf uterine torsion, which is the uterus was twisted and the calf was upside down. And uh, I learned a lot. I highly increased my doctoring skills. I, I got another certification in veterinary doctoring. Didn't turn out so well. Um, that's the way she goes on the ranch. But uh, the way of the road. Yeah, we learned a lot. But all in all, with you know, with those sad times, it seems like every sad situation on the ranch so far has been met. With a new and happy, like mm-hmm. a joyful, happiest occasion. Uh, today we had the first rodeo calf yeah. out of our. Yeah. What's her name? Winona. No, 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 no. Winona, Winona just tried to kill him. Winona almost got me today. Oh gosh, she was just a bystander. <laughs> she's big and beautiful, but she's mean. I was just feeding her, and she's like, "Come at me." How many? How many of them rodeo cows do you have, Benny? 
23 big mamas. And they're all bred up, ready to roll. No, I never preg checked them. They're hard to work. Sure. We don't know. We'll find <laughs> you out. You stick next, your hand in them. <laughs> next couple months, we'll know. Okay. But uh, we got one on the ground. B B151 had a little bull calf, so we are on our way. Does she got a name? Or? She's one of the more tamer ones, though. Yeah, she's a decent. No, yeah. She's just kind of one that keeps to herself. Yeah, just average. Yeah. Aggressively average, though. Yeah, so that's exciting. We'll have to get some pictures of that yeah. guy up to you. It's good stuff. So the the cattle work never seems to end around here, but it's a fun time of the year, springtime. We got the tender truck loaded up yesterday. Uh, Benny, excited to get in the field, do a little farming? Well, excited would be a, a tough term. Some, you got you to do what you got to do, but we are getting ramped up to do some heavy cowboy farming. Cowboy farming. Define cowboy farming. Glad you asked, Dr. Ward. Do you do it in sandals and shorts and a cowboy hat? No, no, no. So <laughs> we keep it cool. <laughs> we're cowboys, and but we're, we're farming. farming. <laughs> oh, not this, not this gotcha. cowboy. You guys got that. I, I stick to the horses. And we're farming, but we're cowboys, so we're still cowboying. That's true. The cowboying never stops. The, the farming just starts. Stops. Always cowboying, even yeah. when you're farming. That's, That's why it. we're cowboy farming. That's it. We keep it 90 all the time around it's gotta here. It's got to be good. You got you to gotta, you gotta feed the, the stock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that is very fair. Gotta, That's why I got you guys. Winners. <laughs> yeah. Justin, Justin, will, Justin, Justin will be ranching. Hey, I farmed for many years back in Minnesota. Minnesota. I, I like the track. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Lots of farming going on. Oofta. <laughs> But it's crazy. Uh, so I used to work for some guys that sold uh, purebred bulls, and they delivered a lot of bulls out to Minnesota. And it's crazy to me because, like, the farmsteads out there are so different. Some guys only, like, farm one or two sections, and that's it. That's all they got. That's all we had growing up. Dad had one section, and that's what we farmed, but it was plenty. Cause it you, was, can, you get so many uh, bushels per acre more yeah. than just on well you could put that much more work into that one piece of ground exactly. and make it a really good crop as you know coming from like southeastern uh north dakota there's guys around us that farm my my sister's fiance works for a guy that farms thirty thousand acres oh, yeah. and is combining still in the springtime <laughs> well and then coming out here too on the ranch side of things when people told me that you had one cow per acre per aum I about lost my mind because, you know, we can run so many more cattle on so much littler ground out there just because the grass grows so much better. Yeah. It takes 11 acres per cow. Yeah. And Benny, well, per you're, month, you're I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah per month, my bad. Yep. Benny, you're, you're a, steward, uh, what are they, a steward of the land, rather, not a stewardess. Uh, yeah, Find yeah. those on airplanes, I believe. Right. <laughs> um, Big fan. Yeah. No, I, uh, I've, put a lot, I've put a lot of time, and I educate myself every year on ways to be a better land manager. For sure. We do no-till farming. One of the reasons I've kind of waited to start farming is because of what you guys are talking about. Our neighbors, they farm 10,000 acres or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they come in to that. They got like, there's like a 1,000-acre field right by our 100-acre field there. Yeah. And they'll come in and knock that out in a day with yeah. their 60-foot cedars. And there's me with my 15-foot no-till drill going back and forth for three days to get 100 acres mm, done. It's yeah. just got breaking eight on the radio, and it's just a good time. It's enjoyable. Yeah, you it, just it's not go, go, go. You know? But it's tough when you see these guys doing 1,000 acres, and you, like, did 10. <laughs> well, it's disheartening. Yeah, but you ain't got to pay their um, you ain't got to pay their bankers back what they owe. So yeah, my their dad, overhead's killer. <laughs> yeah. My dad one year said, well, they, they're, they're losing a lot more than we are. For sure. Yeah. For sure. If they're Big losing, time. they're losing a lot. Big time. Got to be done. Got to be done. We are always feeding the world and uh, doing our part what we can. So uh, 
Speaking of doing our part, had some some rough news in the community. We did. Yeah, yeah we did. Kind of a, and it, you know, it's bad. Well, one of our neighbors, a good cowboy buddy, Ty Neidhart, uh, his house burned up last night. Yeah, last night. And uh, we got the we got the call a little too late. They didn't. Fire department was there, but and of course they didn't want no no benefit or they didn't want any fundraiser, nothing. But this morning, this was literally. Nine o'clock last night. Before. Less than twenty-four hours ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah we I mean, got a call from a buddy of ours, and that's how we found out. You know, just word of mouth. In their house, all their vet supplies were in their house. In their cabin, they got a couple hundred cows. And as of like nine o'clock this morning, the community rallied together, had vet supplies out there. Uh, they had everything they needed and more. And more. And uh, you know, Ty, he's a humble guy, and he probably doesn't like it, but. It's what you're going to get when you live yeah. in a community. Yeah, we tell like him, you know, this. if you if you weren't such a good guy, if you were kind of a jerk, you wouldn't have to worry about this. Yeah. Nobody would get out <laughs> yeah. their butts to help you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. As it is, you're going to have to you're going to have to suck it up. And but it's so cool to see the community come together, and that's it why is. that's why we love doing what we're doing. It is, yeah, and that, that's just the Western way of life. I mean, if if you show people respect, they'll show you respect back, especially in a time of need. Yeah. It's not just in these communities. No, it's, it's everywhere. It's nationwide around the world. You know, if you. If you go out of your way to help people uh, more than once or twice in your life, um, there's a good chance that when when it's time and, and your ship comes in and you got to cash that ticket and you're hurting, you know people are going to have your back. And and I think that's a lesson we can all learn from. Mm-hmm. Well, just not long ago, down in Medill, Oklahoma, they had a tornado that came through, and a buddy of mine who lives down there was um, thankfully they didn't get affected by the whole deal, but the whole community around that area, Oklahoma, was just pulling through for all them people that lost so much. Awesome. Big shout out to Southwest Grain, our local uh, grain cooperative elevator that supplies all the egg supplies. And then a rep from Beringer Ingelheim, who uh, that's the animal health company that makes like Pyramid and Presponse and Ivamec and Long Range. They donated um, everything they're going to need for branding. All the, awesome. And oh, that yeah. gets Incredible. expensive. Oh, oh branding, guys. Yeah, a very expensive time of year. Is we've been learning with, uh, I mean, immunizations and vaccines is so important in cattle. To mm-hmm. prevent, you know, prevent the use of antibiotics, it's it, it's such an important thing, but it gets expensive to do. And uh, Beringer Ingelheim, a, a rep from local rep, stepped in and got that donated to him. That's pretty awesome. Them guys, Dale Deedy, orchestrated a lot of this. Oh yeah, Dale's a great guy. Dale's a good. We're we're, we're T2 Ranch Life is working on one of his horses at the moment, and he yeah. just happens to be one of the best. Is he three? Yeah, he's a three-year-old gray horse. He happens to be one of the best three-year-olds, I think, probably in the world. Hey, he's phenomenal. Dale might be listening. Never mind. Hey, Dale, that horse. He's not very good. I think he's killed on one leg, and he's probably selling. (laughs) I told Dale today that horse ain't leaving the ranch. Yeah, we'll give you three (laughs) hundred. I told I told him fifteen. You don't want you don't want this horse. I'll take him off your hands. He's gonna be a headache for a long, long time. (laughs) We we didn't just rope off him yesterday. No. Eighth ride, and Justin's roping calves in the pasture off this little gray. He's cool, cool looking guy. He's cool. Got any footage of that on the Ranch Life? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was on, it, yeah. It's on the story, yeah. The yeah. TT Ranch Life story for yesterday. It'll, it'll end it, up on vlog number three. It'll end up on vlog. And now, well, here's the thing. We Justin, I think, has been living in a cave. Um, since we started this vlog, I don't know if you guys have iPhones, but it seems their camera um, and camera quality is just phenomenal. And so we, we shoot everything on TT Ranch Life right off an iPhone. Horseback, most time. Horseback, 4K, 60 frames per second, unreal quality. And Justin's been using a Samsung something, way outdated. Time to get him a new phone. 
We going to Verizon today. Get him hooked up. No, Gus dragged me I to Verizon yep. today. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a say in it. But now we got an A cam and a B cam, and you're about to see some of the best footage on, on a ranch you've probably seen in a long time. So if you guys haven't tuned into T2 Ranch Life, you're going to want to. You're going to want to check it out because the footage is going to be sweet. Especially because we're, uh, I think we're bucking bulls this week, aren't we? Thursday. Thursday. Bull bucking. Where at? Up at Chastons? Yeah, I think we're going to Chaston Lee's place. We might go to fair, local fairgrounds here too. We're, we're still we're still in the process of orchestrating that, but we're going to buck bulls this week, and I'm excited. Some of you guys need it. Latch is cracking somewhere. You That's all that need matters. To keep some rust off. Get 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 around some. Yeah. Get around some. Get, <laughs> need to get in get the gym. Good, <laughs> need to get in the gym. Yeah, maybe you guy. Come on. <laughs> been working too hard. We've been ranching. It's been ranching. It's been Man, tough. It's been rough. Stay tuned to the TT Ranch Life page. Stay tuned to the Breaking 8 Facebook page as well. Guys, we got anything else? Uh, I think that's it for the week. It's been a good week. Uh, next week's going to be uh, that much better, so there's going to be lots to come. Just can't wait for this win to be over with. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be a good day, and uh, it's going to be a good week. Stay tuned with us. Thank you so much for riding with us. Thanks to our sponsors. Justin, you got one more? Rule number five, don't forget rule number five, safety first. Abide by rule number five. Abide by rule number five. It's going to be a t-shirt before long, so get it in your head. Safety first, rule number five. (laughs) Thanks for sponsors, Crazy X Custom Leather, Hooked Up Enterprises, Dickinson State University, and the rodeo team. Thank you so much. Keep an eye out for the Breaking 8 release, album release coming May 15th. This is the only place you can hear the songs before the release right here on Rodeo Rock Radio. Stay tuned for some teasers by yours truly, Mr. Gus Kronberg. He's making some some music videos from some of our songs. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a good week. And we'll catch you next week right here on Rodeo Rock Radio. Peace out. Shrinking, you ain't my client.